0: Hello, this is Ian Beckles, and you're listening to Cigar City Radio.
1: Cigar City Radio is sponsored by No Clubs and statemedia.com. Find out about upcoming concerts in Tampa Bay by visiting statemedia.com and tagging No Clubs on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Use the hashtag WeAreConcerts. So let's take a look at what No Clubs has coming up for you. On Sunday, May 13th, Haley Kiyoko bringing the expectations tour to Janice live along with Ali X. And then a couple shows at the Ritz coming up for those who live on this side of the bridge. We got Theory of a Dead Man, Tuesday, May 22nd at the Ritz. Chan Saturday, June 2nd at the Ritz. And then we got, I think it's pronounced Laney, but you know that band, Jason, capital L, capital A, capital N, capital Y. Lonnie? Uh, yeah, I think it's Laney for sure. But that show is almost sold out. So if you want to go see that one, um, get those tickets now because that's that's moving quick. So that is happening June 11th at the Ritz. But a lot of great shows coming at you from no clubs this summer. Uh, Reckless Eric, Sunday, June 10th at the Crowbar. Royal Blood, Tuesday, June 12th at Janice Live. An Acoustic Evening with Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness thursday june 14th at the ritz friday june 22nd we got the block dahlia murder with a bunch of kick-ass metal bands at janice live that's an early show 5 30 p.m doors so be there for that one and then thursday july twenty sixth, janelle Monet is on the dirty computer tour and that's happening at janice live as well and just announced friday august 10th american football is coming to the orpheum So they're doing just a very select number of shows and Tampa is one of the cities that they're coming to. So that's really cool uh, that they'll be at the Orpheum Friday, August 10th. So be on the lookout for all that, for all the info that you need on those shows, where to get tickets, when they start, who else is playing, everything you need to know. Head to statemedia.com. Welcome to Cigar City Radio, episode number 75. I'm your host, Randy Ojeda. The song you just heard was Collective Indifference by Julia Powell. It's from the EP Rice in a Bottle. Julia Powell actually has a new album coming out on the 18th, right?
2: May 18th. The yes, 18th. sir. Worldwide
1: release. Worldwide.
2: worldwide. 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 Worldwide.
1: Yeah. As I said, I'm your host, Randy Ojeda. making the magic happen, a man who... Can't just meet me in the middle, Mr. Jason Solanas. Well, I mean, uh meet you in the middle sounds like exactly what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Good yeah. point. Good point. The episode you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Symphonic Distribution Grand Opening, which happened in downtown Tampa on April twentieth. It was quite the time. Tons of really cool music people and the tech people and just people in the downtown community were there. um, And we had a blast hanging out and interviewing people and just taking part in the festivities, uh, eating some Cuban sandwiches, Jason. Lots of Cuban sandwiches. And watching the ribbon cutting and just having a blast there with Symphonic Distribution. So our guests on this episode are Jorge Brea, the CEO of Symphonic Distribution. He tells us a little bit about how Symphonic Distribution got started and what they do. And he's a really awesome guy. So, And then we talked to Sean Drinkard from the Tampa Downtown Partnership who tells us about what's going on in downtown Tampa, why it's so important that a company like Symphonic Distribution is in downtown Tampa and what we can expect for the future of the area. That was a really cool conversation. Um, and then after that, we follow things up with uh, Mike Mass and Ned Pope, who are two local artists in the area. Mike Mass has somebody I've known for a long time, as we discuss in the episode. And he performed at the Symphonic Distribution Grand Opening. He releases music through Symphonic Distribution. So um, definitely has some really good insight. This is just part one of our coverage of this event. We have a bunch more interviews coming up with JT Brown, uh, Faze Jones, and some other people that we talked to at the event. So we couldn't fit it all in one episode. We had to split it up for you. So here's part one of our coverage of the Symphonic Distribution grand opening. Here it is, episode 75. Bo- yeah, the Jimmy Hart bit, the Bobby Heenan routine. That's yeah, there right. you go, uh, Mr. Jorge Brea.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me, and thank you guys for coming out. These guys do great work, so it's a pleasure and an honor to be here with you.
1: No, oh, thank you for having us. Like we're we're having a blast. Uh, you know, Jason's already on his third or fourth Cuban sandwich. Right that's right why there? he's second. So quiet. Okay, he's, right he's
3: second. Yeah. <laughs> we it, that that's the reason he's so quiet. Yeah,
0: of
1: course, exactly. Nice. So let let's let's go back to the beginning here, since yeah. we're with the man himself. What what? Was the idea behind starting Symphonic Distribution? Where did things begin?
3: Sure. So I was a producer and DJ that always wanted to have uh, you know my like my own record label. Yeah. And at the time, this was like mid two thousands. I didn't have any money to do so. You know what I mean? Physical was still kind of like a thing. You had to put vinyl out. You had to go to record stores like religiously to buy like electronic music, which is what I was producing, and I just didn't have the money to do so. So. I decided, you know, there's like a digital trend going on. Maybe I'll just release my music digitally through like my own imprint on like a store called Port in iTunes and even direct to fans. Mm -hmm. So I did that. And surprisingly, a few people bought it um, to the point where it's like, hey, you know, something's happening here. I started working with other artists that music sold. And then I thought maybe I could probably help and, uh, you know, help digitize other Sorts of catalogs as well, so I started doing that, and that's kind of how Symphonic was born. So it was sort of seeing that there was a growing business happening as well.
1: Yeah. So how? So so that this this was just started like just you like in your room type thing, or
3: very much in like my parents' uh, room, or actually, my parents gave me kind of like my own sort of uh, like music studio office area. That's cool. So I had like my bedroom, and then right next to it, I had like my own music production. Uh, Setup, So I would play like super duper loud music while my mom was watching Supermarket Sweep and stuff like that. So, you know, it was really cool.
1: And then when did things go from like, okay, this is something that I'm doing. Oh, you all right? (laughs) when, When did this go from this is something that I'm doing to now this is a business, this is a company?
3: It pretty much started pretty quickly, like Q1 of like 2007. 2007, yeah. I mean, it was, the business started in 2006. And... You know i really started to see some growth and potential pretty immediate we distributed one of uh like dead mouse's first ever songs really and this was before he became the dead mouse that we know today. was he,
1: was he wearing the thing he at was that point? he was wearing okay. it
3: but not as advanced back then yeah,
1: yeah
3: uh so that that really you know helped pop us off and then we started just distributing other music and we would send out newsletter blast very gorilla style even back then and Content kept on coming in, and, and just started to grow from there. So, wow, it was good timing, I would say.
1: Yeah, very good timing. Yeah, for sure. And when did uh, when did you get your brother to join up with you? So
3: he joined in in February of 2009. Um, the good thing is, my brother is part of my influence of the business in general. Mm-hmm. So I would go to the record store, pick out you know vinyl records that you know he wanted me to pick out, so that way he could play and DJ. So he kind of got me into the music thing to begin with. And then I thought, Hey, this is starting to turn legit. I need a, a guy with some sales experience to sure. sort of help me run the business and that's what happened around uh, two thousand nine. So
1: And now I, I don't actually know this. So are you the older brother or the younger brother?
3: I am the younger brother, but he is really fit and he's <laughs> you know, he looks like way better than I do. So nah. I, a lot of people call him the the the, uh, the younger one now. But uh, he's got more white hair than I do. That's so, what yeah. you know.
1: Uh. Yeah. You guys can fight over that yeah fine. exactly and you we know. do and we do all the time yeah
3: <laughs> so you know
1: do you guys still have brother type fights even here even in the S- office
3: sometimes we contain it pretty well yeah. uh we'll have disagreements as we call it but we keep it pretty professional and, and obviously love the guy and hopefully he feels the same if he hears this he better be tearing up a little bit you know what i mean yeah so,
1: yeah i yeah, hope so yeah, yeah. so, <laughs> so you you were based out of, like, Wesley Chapel for a while, right? Um, Correct. Doing things out there, and then it's it was earlier, or later last year, I think, like, around October that you moved into this space? Yeah, so we were, you know, the, I
3: moved to Wesley Chapel out there in 2005 or 6 or so, and the business just kind of naturally started out of there. Um, but I've always wanted to come, and kind of come back to Tampa, not like it was super far away or anything. Sure, sure. But uh, we saw this opportunity to get in this space here on top of the Tampa Theater, and it was too good to pass up and since october we've been in here it took us about a year to renovate the space just due to permitting and good old tampa yeah i mean it's a historic building so
1: you you know you gotta follow the rules definitely (laughs) definitely.
3: but it was it was a good experience it looked a lot different a year ago that's for sure
1: yeah well uh, we were even talking about that earlier that when we first came here into this space was probably at the the, the end of last year and, right. and even then it looked very different yeah. and now yeah. you know it's just there's you got a lot of great art and the, the space it feels like a great place to come and, and hang out and, and definitely work, yeah you know? i mean
3: you know the art is important it's uh it's done by Basque, who's done you know a tremendous amount of stuff in st pete throughout tampa he's just as important to the company as uh, the rest of the staff members because his art is a big influence and a big tribute to the clients and and even part of what we are as a culture as well so
1: yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, for sure. So, so well, what's what's your favorite part of the uh, of the culture here? Like what's the what's the key aspect of, of that culture? You know
3: what I like about just this company in general is that anybody has the opportunity to to make a big impact. If you have a great idea, you can actually see it through and actually put it into motion. I mean smaller companies that's always easier because you know, you don't have the Corporate sort of hierarchy, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So that part is really, really fun. Just to see creative ideas, and especially in the technology side, anybody that can just kind of create something in a day—that it's like, yeah, let's integrate this and let's do it. So, so I like that a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. that is really cool. Yeah, and I guess that's part of the nature of being—you uh, know—I mean, this is the wild, wild, wild west now with music. You know, like there's not a lot of rules. I mean, there are rules, but things are being broken every day and oh, yeah. we're trying to figure out, you know, both Symphonic Distribution and us at Cigar City Management like how to navigate the new world of music and the new Definitely. the new age of, of streaming and distribution and everything.
3: Yeah, so. you know, there's a lot of disruption that's going on and a lot of, you know, obviously we have to face a lot of competitors that that are much bigger than us, but we want to, to be those kids, so to speak, that that are really focused on trying to blow up independence and not, not act that we're not independent. So, you know, there's a lot of other major distributors that are sort of faux indies, kind yeah. of, so to speak. And we're really proud that we actually are independent and working and serving independence. That's like a big, important thing for
1: us. So. Yeah. No, and I mean, we've, we've been working with you guys for a while um, on distribution and, you know, it's been great to be able to, to, to you know, call and talk to somebody Definitely. directly and, and have that, you know, direct relationship with our distributor and yeah, have to no. be somebody that we can sit down with.
3: And know. I'm going to toot your horn because you guys do great work. You guys are always constantly putting on awesome artists. So it's no no BS. They're not handing me any dollar bills or anything <laughs> right now. I'm I'm a humongous fan. So it's really, really awesome to finally be able to work with you guys.
1: Yeah, we appreciate that. And, it, and it's great to have this in our backyard. Definitely. You know, we uh, There was the first time you, we got together and we sat in and, and talked, I was like, we have to work with these guys because, awesome. you know, it's about not just about doing what we're doing, but about supporting the community Definitely. and supporting the local scene. And, you know, I like being able to come up with you guys in, in some way. Definitely.
3: Know? And I think you guys are on on track to do a lot of big things as you've already done. So it's going to be exciting for, for us to see what you guys do for sure.
1: Thank you. That, that makes me feel good. It better.
3: It better. <laughs> and thank you for sporting the hat. No one can really see this live as i said but it's like even supporting in actual wearing yeah of the yeah merch. check
1: the uh check the instagram and the, the facebook you'll That's see me rocking up. the symphonic hat and i'll probably be rocking it in a lot of other episodes let's I, be real
3: i appreciate you know <laughs> i like that
1: yeah so um, for some people listening, actually, they might not even know what Symphonic Distribution is or what sure. you do. So, we want to give us like kind of the quick, the quick pitch, if you will. Like, yeah. what is Symphonic Distribution?
3: Absolutely. So, you know, effectively, if you are a musician or you are a record label that works with musicians, you can come to us, and we'll put your music on Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, and all the other online outlets that are out there. The reason that you have to work with a company like us is because. All of these different retailers and streaming providers, they all have different ways of how they intake music, different standards, different specifications, different types of you know, metadata standards, et cetera. So what we try to do is we give you one place to upload it and obviously then deliver it and make it easy so you can focus on the promotion of it. In that sense, in addition, we also work to try to help develop records and you know, put any sort of marketing strategy around how to push it on Spotify, get you on playlists, all these different things that are now a part of the use the music industry aside of just standard distribution so.
1: yeah, and I can attest to that too you know your, your marketing team and and Je- Jeanette you know they're always uh, she's she's very in touch with me when we have releases, yeah. and we're you know where i'm always sending her you know different press stuff that we're getting and just trying to help you know help her help us and right. you've you've already been doing that for a lot of years yeah releases, and,
3: so. and we hope that that gets even better and better I mean we want to sort of effectively be the the PR and marketing department for record labels and musicians, so that they don't have to necessarily spend any funds in order to do so. In exchange, obviously, we get a percentage of royalties, but it's always pretty fair—something along 15 percent range, or, or even twenty. It depends on how much the involvement becomes at that point.
1: Yeah, you know? and that's great because I mean, when you're starting out with an with an independent group or yeah. and you have a small budget, it's like it's hard to put. $2000 a month into PR exactly. and another, you know, whatever into radio promo or whatever it is that you're doing, you know. So to have some resources coming from your distribution company is fantastic. Definitely.
3: Yeah, no, and it, I just think that nowadays it's it's vital, you know, if we we don't do that for for clients like you guys, it's just impossible to to see all of us grow. So it's it's an important piece.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that that's what it's really cool. It really feels like we're partnering with you and not just, you know, throwing our stuff at you right you know? yeah, no, <laughs> so, I,
3: and, you, and we want you guys to bug us so bug away and keep us posted and, and talk and talk and talk because that's what helps us get better and better
1: hey know? we will we Good. definitely will you asked for it i know right yeah right. my <laughs>
3: yeah. phone is going to be blowing up at like 3 a.m now just from messages just. from me and jason yeah, yeah. yeah i love it i love it
1: <laughs> so you got the the big office beautiful yeah. space and on top of the tampa theater um, you're working with uh, Rock the Park and right. other cool events. Um, what's next for Symphonic Distribution? What's, what's the next step?
3: Yeah, so for sure we're going to be making some announcements soon in the near future of more kind of like promotional types of technology tools that are going to be available to clients, which I think will help really with Spotify promotion and things of that nature. Um, other than that, it's really just continuing to build out the team to make sure that we're doing what we can for each and every client, you know? Um, and then we plan to do some interesting stuff with the Tampa Downtown Partnership. Can't really talk about it, but I think uh, folks along the Riverwalk specifically will really, really dig it.
1: Ooh, so, you yeah. hear that teaser? Yeah. Should yeah. we Should we ask uh, our boy Sean from the Downtown Partnership? So that's what can we reveal? You know, maybe, a too maybe uh...
3: Jeanette will Jeanette can tell you.
1: Yeah. yeah all right. Off the record. Off the record. But
3: I think. Uh, it's a good opportunity as well for your artists and, and your music as well. So that's going to
1: be pretty cool. I, I can't wait. I'm already feeling it. Definitely. I'm into it. Yeah. And I'm into this view, too. Yeah. You guys can't see this view, but it's pretty nice being yeah, here in downtown got like Tampa. The, you
3: got the, the roof of the hub right under you, which, <laughs> yes. which is interesting in and it of itself.
1: <laughs> Shout out to the hub. <laughs> for yes, sure. love that place. Yeah. Right on. Uh, well, any final thoughts for the Cigar City Radio listeners?
3: Honestly, thank you guys for supporting Cigar City. Thanks, Cigar City, for even being here and supporting Symphonic. It's uh, a true honor to be able to work with you guys and, you know, just keep on trucking and look forward to hearing more from you guys.
1: It's, uh, the ribbon was just cut moments ago, and now we are sitting with Sean Drinkard from the Tampa Downtown Partnerships Group, who are... Uh, why don't you you know you go into it and just tell tell me a little bit about what the Tampa Downtown Partnerships does? Sure,
2: sure. So welcome to downtown. Thank you, and I'm happy I, to be here. Yeah, and welcome. You know, uh, symphonic down here as well. Uh, the Tampa Downtown Partnership we're a, we're a special service district, so everything that happens in downtown we touch it in various capacities. Uh, you know, downtown's the heart of the city, uh, so we're here to add an extra level of service to what's happening downtown. Uh, myself specifically, and how we got involved with Symphonic is through Rock the Park at Curtis Ixum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love with, Rock the Park. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's really become a staple of downtown, staple for Tampa, and the local talent, local music talent here. Uh, it's been a great showcase. It's been something that started in uh, 2010. So we're we're eight years in on a monthly concert, monthly free concert in Curtis Ixum Park. And uh, when Symphonic came to, to downtown, moved to location here, uh, they they quickly joined as a sponsor and a partner in what Rock the Park is all about, uh, which is really like the the perfect scenario that we have the downtown uh, businesses supporting great community efforts such as Rock the Park. Uh, so great to see them here, uh, all of the uh, employees that are here and experiencing downtown, everything downtown has to offer. And then once a month on the first Thursday, come out to, to Curtis Hickson and uh, you know, see the concert.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it's great that you mentioned that, that all that downtown has to offer because... You know, I was born and raised here in Tampa and then I went to law school in Chicago. So I was there for I was in Chicago for about four or five years Mm -hmm. and really got into like living kind of an urban downtown lifestyle. Right. You know, and then I moved back here to Tampa and realized like, wow, like downtown Tampa is actually really cool. You know, like there's a lot of stuff that's happening down here. And, and, you know, like you talked about the events like Rock the Park and festivals like Gasparilla Music Festival. And, you know, just Curtis Hickson in general, in addition to all the like amazing buildings that are springing up here in downtown. Yeah, uh, it's a really different place than it was, you know, five five years ago even.
2: Yeah, no, it's you know this is the perfect marriage of everything coming into downtown, and to have a, a company like Symphonic uh, right here in the building is Tampa Theater. You know, you take something on the entertainment level of you know hundred years old, and then what they're doing today, it's you know it's really interesting to see that dynamic happen, and uh, things like that are happening all over downtown. Uh, so every block, there's amazing things like this going on. And, and for us to understand what's happening and who's involved and tying it all, all that in together is is really pretty, pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, that is. And it, it is a, a cool thing to think about it because, you know, the Tampa Theater, you're right, is a historic building. And Symphonic is doing something that's very much on the cutting edge of music distribution and music technology, right. which is who would have thought? Yeah. Uh, what a hundred years ago that this building <laughs> would have something like that going on in Yeah. There,
2: yeah. People know. people came here a hundred years ago because it was one of the first buildings that had air conditioning. Wow. <laughs> you know. So. Well,
1: thank God for that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that's the last thing we're thinking about today, I'm sure. So. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So, uh, what are some other cool initiatives and things going on right now in the Tampa downtown?
2: So, I, I think right now the one of the most interesting things coming up is the new park opening across the river. Uh, Julian B. Lane Park. So it's just uh, it's across the river north of University of Tampa. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a large waterfront park that has been around for some time. Uh, but the city has invested $30 million in redeveloping that waterfront park. And and that opens on May 12th. That's wow. That's and and coming up soon. It's, it's very soon. And we're working closely with the city and the mayor's office too, to have a really big celebration over there. Uh, Riverfront Rocks is going to be the weekend uh, with two days of entertainment over there at that park. And, and that really takes what we think of as downtown and crossing the river and going to the other side. As we're growing out and the city center's becoming bigger and bigger and connecting into Seminole Heights and Tampa Heights and all these surrounding neighborhoods, downtown is growing. And that's going to be a big game changer for people to think about downtown is now on the other side of the river too yeah so come may 12th uh people will be pretty surprised as to what's what's happening across the river
1: that's really cool and you said there's going to be a show there too though
2: right right uh there will be uh live music entertainment happening starting from noon on saturday all the way through saturday with a really large fireworks show in the evening uh going into a full day on sunday ending with the florida orchestra and fireworks again on sunday that sounds like a blast. Uh, it'll be great. It'll be great. And, and that is a, it's a large park. It's around 23 acres. Wow. Uh, so it's three or four times the size of Curtis-Hickson Park.
1: Wow. Well, that's an, yeah. an awesome addition to, to downtown. And, it is. And that's what we need is just more places to walk around and walk your dog and be with your family and, and hang out in downtown. Yeah. You know, we have such beautiful scenery yep. and, you know, the river's right there. Yeah, we might as well take advantage of it. Yep. Give downtown all the commerce.
2: That's right. <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot, of, lot of fun stuff happening in downtown. Yep. Um, so what else can you tell us about things coming for you know, musicians or bands in the, in the downtown area? I know we have a couple venues here, but is there any more of a push to kind of bring some more music into the area? I,
2: mean, I think that the, the local talent scene can continue to grow, not only just in what we know of downtown today, but the Tampa Heights and Armature Works and the North Franklin area and the restaurants and other venues that are opening on North Franklin and, and over there, I think, is a great new addition. And I think we're going to see a lot of new things continue to spur on the north end of downtown. Uh, Water Street and everything that we're seeing uh, happen on the, on the south side of downtown near the arena. A lot of interesting stuff happening over there. Uh, but in the foreseeable future, you know, a lot of stuff happening on the north end around Armature Works. I think there's a lot of great new things we can see there. Um, a lot of new public spaces where we could see other concerts pop up and, and uh, naturally grow and be a good community asset.
1: That's great, and that's great to hear that. There's uh, such a focus, too, just on developing sort of these communities that are already developing themselves rather than, you know, trying to plant something in there or something. You know, these things are just kind of popping up yeah. organically, yep. you know. Yep. So people are just excited to live here, I guess.
2: They are. They are. It's, it's a great place.
1: What, what would you say is your favorite part about living in Tampa?
2: My favorite thing, um, you know, the, the most surprising thing that I always say is when I get on the water downtown and I see what downtown looks like from the water. Yeah, I, I still don't think enough of the general public gets to see that. And when you can be on the water and go up to Hillsboro and turn around and see the city we live in, uh, that, that's really, really impressive. And back to the Julian B. Lane Park opening on the 12th, <clears throat> That's a different perspective. Mm-hmm. When you go over there, you will see downtown in a whole different perspective. And that's the cool thing, I think, that we start to realize is there's so many assets to downtown in ways that we don't think about it today. So that's going to continue to grow.
1: Yeah, that that is awesome. Yeah, um, And I'm going to actually, my favorite thing is, I'm going to come at, at you from the other direction, the yeah. other perspective is, you know, we, we go to Disney World a lot and driving back home on I four mm-hmm. you know late at night and you see the downtown skyline right off in the distance and right. you're like, you know, it's a it's a really beautiful downtown. People don't give Tampa enough enough credit for its uh scenic views. You know? It is,
2: it is. And that's not stopping anytime soon. Yeah. That that skyline's gonna change uh quickly over the years.
1: Oh any anything you can tease us out there? Anything?
2: Oh, uh, well I think, you know, just most recently on the front page today. Uh, a new project um, on the south end of the river. It's a it's a mixed use uh, project with um, uh, I think it's a combination of a residential and office and hotel. Uh, but it'll be the largest or tallest tower on the west coast of Florida.
1: Oh yeah, I saw that. Right? I saw that. Right. Oh, that looks really uh,
2: impressive. Yeah. So I mean, that's a uh, it's a very iconic building for downtown, and uh, you know says something about uh, what downtown has to offer. Awesome. Yeah.
1: It's so cool. Well, thank you so much for sitting down and, and joining sure us thing. today. And, yeah. you know, we'll let you get back to the, the fun here. There's, All right. you know, drinks to be had and uh, sure. Cuban sandwiches to be eaten. Sounds good. So I want to get back to that, too. So, All right. <laughs> great. Well, thank you. Great talking with you, Sean. You Thanks too. a lot for stopping by. Thank you. Distribution Grand opening is today. We're here in the Tampa Theater. We're now hanging out with somebody who's about to perform it a little bit. Mr. Mike Mass. Yo, yo. What up? What up? Also joined by Mr. Ned Pope. Good afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> so what you, what's what's going on guys? What you, what you got going on right now? Ain't
0: hey, nothing Randy, you know what I'm saying? Like shout out to you first of all. Then Randy go back. Cigar City Radio. We go back to USF, man. Yeah, man. Like way back, man. He's been around since the the whole Mike Mass come up from the teenage years. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Shout out to Dynasty. She was always through this whole yeah. situation too. Shout She's out here. to
1: uh, Anonymous and Anna Kid and us. Anonymous.
0: Oh man, he's out here writing plays in New York now. Yeah, now he's like a you know a scholar or yeah, something. He's you know? out here writing screenplays for like movies in L.A. now. Yeah, and, like he's-, he's a huge deal. So yeah, we came a long way, man. But here we are, Symphonic, the grand opening. Um, I, I obviously you know most of my music. All the music I have released recently has been through Symphonic, and uh, you know we have a really, really tight uh, relationship with Symphonic. Um, you know, I was previously uh, affiliated with the Young Parisians, and mm-hmm. that whole situation was uh, put together with Symphonic as a partnership. And I'm still proud of how we were able to give artists in Tampa access to you know releasing major releases like that, you know, through Young Parisians through Symphonic distribution. And Ned Pope also, uh, you know, was a big part of a big part of the acquisition of that distribution for the young Parisian artists. And like I said, it was always about just helping the artists in Tampa to be respected as peers nationally of the other artists. Cause you know, we've always had a higher level of talent here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we've talked about that for ages, man. Always. We have a higher level of talent here than other cities. I travel a lot. So I, I can tell you, you know, I've been to New York, no disrespect to their scene, but you know, we have good MCs here, man. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and same thing with LA, same thing with Atlanta, We have something to offer the country as far as you know, a culture. You know,
1: yeah, yeah. I think what's amazing about Tampa is just how unique and different everything is. Like, there's not one, there's not like a Tampa sound. You know, like especially especially in hip hop. You know, like there's so many people doing different things. Like, you got like Scumbag World out there doing their thing. Shout out to Skitty up there in New York. Word up, and we're spreading. Yeah, exactly. We're spreading out, you know. You got, yeah. They got a lot of different stuff coming, going yeah. on.
0: Pablo Vasquez yeah. holding videos down. Hell yeah. He's really doing, he's really making, he's really making an imprint on the video scene, like, nationally. And she's a kid from Tampa, just like anybody else, you know. And, like, same thing, again, with Dynasty, like, how hard she worked. Like, we all saw and witnessed how hard she worked in Sandman to get to the level she's at, where she's doing European tours, you know what I mean? And, yeah. like... Working with major, major label producers and things like that. So.
4: And so y'all mentioned it too. Mm-hmm. It's true that there's not a definitive Tampa sound. But I think that there is a definitive profile of Tampa Bay as a region for artists and musicians. And it's this concept of just like overarching humility everybody's willing to put in the work. Everybody's willing to respect other artists and everybody's willing to understand that they have to grow and that they have to put that time in and then make that investment. And so that's one of the things that's made a huge impression on me ever since I've known Mike, started working with YPs, our band, New Mutiny. You know, every time we play a show, we get a little better. We broaden our audience a little bit more. We attract some more artists to work with. And so I think that the community is just so welcoming. But Symphonic plays an important role here because we're all starting to see that kind of melding of technology and arts in terms of the dissemination of it and the distribution of it, obviously. Um, And the fact that they not only have had the success that they've had, but been able to come down here and be above Tampa Theater, this iconic recognizable place Huge. right that literally has the sign of tampa on it yeah, right this, outside this is tampa. um you know that that's that's a big deal and that's not only a big deal for symphonic as a company and for the arts community but it's a big deal for tampa as a city for the region for our downtown area that now there is representation of a music tech company that's making moves globally here it's just it's great to see man great yeah. to be a part of
1: yeah it really is no that's a really good thing that you say too i think that like that kind of Tampa culture, I think that's just kind of based in, you know, we're not we're not a, a New York, we're not a Chicago, we're not in LA, we're not a major city. And even our sports teams, like we always got a chip on our shoulder, like we're the underdogs, yeah. right. you know? So I feel like that makes us, makes everybody in Tampa work a little bit harder because, you know, we don't have the safety net of, of a major city. You know, That
0: is hugely true. It's yes. yes. hugely true. And I think that adds to the genuine nature of the music that comes from the city. Because a lot of these artists are making music Without the assumption that they're going to one day blow up. They're yeah. really just doing it for passion and, and fun. And the best music comes from that. And, you know, you know, obviously, I'm, you know me. I'm going to address the negative and positive sides of everything. Hit, We're not going to sit here and act like everything is all good. What, you know? what's, what's the deal?
1: What's, what's So that? it's
0: like you have these artists that feel like they could pay their way to notoriety. Yeah. Because there are so many services out there that allow them... To do so to to gain visibility through payment visibility yeah yeah that's something that's fair that's fairness that's fair if you pay for visibility and people see you that's fair but I think the problem with or one of the problems that we're still in the process of trying to fix here in Tampa is balancing out the inclusion of all of the genres of music that exist in Tampa um, for example uh, Seminole Heights right mm-hmm. great area great uh, you know, forward moving, forward thinking community that for some reason has still yet to include hip hop in its culture. And you know, this is two thousand eighteen. Yeah. And, you know, somebody who's forty now, fifty now, was a hip hop fan when they were in their twenties. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, everybody grew up listening to Biggie and Pac and all that stuff. Right. It's
0: know? not the same as it was in like the early nineties where the people you had to throw parties for corporate-wise, the music they were a fan of wasn't anything close to that. And now that we have that ability to relate to these people, these older crowds, with the music that we have, the hip-hop music that we have, we need to, start, we need to stop acting like it's still taboo for hip-hop to be in certain places. And that's always been my goal, is to remove that taboo of like, yo, you can have a rapper here. It's okay. It's just yeah. another form of art and expression. And so we successfully did that with Wine and Rhyme. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Wine Rhyme's been a hugely successful event. Yeah, I just... You know, know, I want to give a huge shout-out to the Young
0: Parisians. You know, I I previously was a member. You know, we had a falling out because of some business agreements. But it's still a platform, Wine & Rhyme, where artists that are local can get on stage and really exhibit their talent in a classy atmosphere, in a comfortable atmosphere, where the focus is the music. And the focus isn't the drinking. The focus isn't the party or the DJ. The focus is the talent. And it, it has... It has and continues to create opportunities for all the artists involved, and I'm proud of that. I know Ned's proud of that. As far oh, as just yeah. what we've been able to cultivate, and moving forward, we have a lot, lot bigger plans for Tampa as a city That's and how we're going to, nice. uh, you know, create the resources that the Tampa artists need to be considered national peers. They need the quality you know recording the quality rehearsal they need the quality graphic design quality video work and quality photography and what we're doing is making sure that the artists who deserve that quality and when i say deserve i mean the artists who have exhibited the skill who have exhibited the work ethic to show that they have the ability to sustain you know being on a major level we want them to have access to the resources needed for them to get to that point that's what's up man and the real shit that's it that's really that's really all it is right there me and Ned trying to make Tampa the city where our artists can get to the next level without having to worry about going to a major city or moving to Atlanta or moving to a New York you know yeah Yeah. let's
1: keep it here let's keep it local you know Yep. that's awesome guys so uh, any, anything that you can tease anything coming up soon that uh, the listeners should know about talking about
0: new mutiny yeah, tell me we about that. We got a lot of stuff.
4: I mean, New Mutiny was uh, a band that Mike and I put together uh, a couple years ago now. We feel like we've got some of the best talent in the community, but obviously that's a, a subjective viewpoint. There's a lot sure, of talent yeah. here. There's no quote-unquote best, uh, but we're really comfortable in our own skin in terms of like what we do as a band and what, what we do uh, as individual creators. And the whole concept was to bring everybody together so we could play shows in environments that we appreciated. We could have fun playing music together and writing music together, but it would never supersede what we were trying to do as individual artists. It would serve as something that would be a platform. So yeah. every time we play a gig, if we do a bunch of covers, we always make sure that Mike has three of his originals in there, mm-hmm. and or I have two or three of my originals in, or Kat, or anybody else. Julian Carrington is one of our bandmates. Uh, so it's Kiko like a collective. Osabi is somebody who's like got an album yeah. drop in. You know, everybody's yeah. got an album drop in. Yeah, more like a collective than a band, even. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But man, when you're up on stage, it's all it's all for the team. You know what I'm saying? You start to vibe, and you start to feel that energy, and then that gets reciprocated by the audience. One of the things that I'm seeing, um, not to divert too much, but to build a little bit on what Mike said before, my full time job is in tech. I work for Nielsen. You know, Mm -hmm. we got an office in Chicago, right up y'all's way too. And um, and what I'm seeing here is this shift in that talent from other areas that might not have ever considered tampa bay as a place that they would actually want to go and live they're getting exposed to this community and more importantly they're getting exposed to the biggest treasure that this community has i know everybody talks about the water right it's not the water dude (laughs) it's the people here yeah it's the people i grew up on the beach i grew up in st augustine beach i can go back to the water anytime i want this is where i choose to be build my career make music raise a family um and it's because the people here just have that vibe that togetherness that um you know, that bond of this community. And so when my tech friends from other places who think Silicon Valley or New York City are the greatest places in the world, yeah. and they spend two, three offices, uh, you know, two, three days at our Nielsen office, or they come down here to downtown or Tampa Bay Wave or the Synapse Summit over at Amelie, they're like, I- I'm going to stay an extra week.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't want to leave.
4: <laughs> like yeah. your boy, Marcus Cobb from Jamber up in Chicago. We're yeah, trying yeah. hard. To get him to open an office down here. He's just one example of somebody who got exposed to this community, met some folks, and just said, man, this is the place to be. The music and culture is vital to that. It can't just be there's a bunch of jobs there, right? Right. Because the next phase of the job market globally is not, I'm going to go to where the opportunities are. Because the opportunities are remote.
1: Yeah, they're opportunities. Make are 120,
4: 150 a year as yeah, a level yeah. three Java or PHP programmer, live in whatever city you want, as long as you submit your code by one AM Eastern time or whatever it is, yeah, right? Yeah. So people are gonna go to, to where they wanna be. And I think the arts and culture and uh, really just the togetherness of this community is very attractive to that type of individual.
1: Yeah, people want that quality of life,
4: like that's right. what it is. You know. Yep.
1: That's awesome, guys. Uh, I I definitely want to sit down with both of you again sometime where we can really, you know, hammer it out and talk about some stuff going on in the scene. Because you know, I know both of you have your fingers right on the pulse. So
0: we gotta make some moves, man.